I also have 10 years more. You make my addiction seem so much meager. Like, I'm over here like, hi, I'm mad, I'm an alcoholic. You're like, I'm doing crack, bitch. Sit down. Welcome, everyone. Oh, yes. So nice to have you. Search your feelings, Luke, and it's true. Even a kaleidoscope in there for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you were the guy. <laughs> That's a thirst. Welcome, everyone. Oh, yes. So nice to have you. This is, of course, is a Pajangers and Wallhangers radio network podcast. The Matt Man and the Old Man. Uh, The trio has returned because my brother, of course, Steve, in the background with his live commentary. And uh, we are live from the Matt Cave Part 2. Resurrection Boogaloo with the Old Man back. He came back from the dead finally. I have risen. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it was quite a journey. I've been sick for two months. Ugh. Finally coming out of the woods of it. Um, you sound better. I, I, I feel so much better. I'm not, um, I'm not coughing up the plague. Mm. Um, it's good. It's good not to have the plague. I expelled all the demons, so I have, um, I have now resurrected and I am no longer crucified. So there you go. You stop pooping upstream from the water you're drinking. That's what happened. Well, when you're fighting a big poop demon. Was... <laughs> Dogma style. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been fighting the plague. And have you? what have you been doing besides sleeping? Have you gotten the chance to catch up on anything? Besides, you... besides fighting the Black Death, I have um, watched halfway through Punisher. Okay. So I've made an, uh, a concerted effort to actually do that while on my deathbed. Um, it's uh, f- stirred the juices enough where it helped me fight. So I channeled my inner Frank Castle for, <laughs> yeah. um, to to battle this sickness because mm-hmm. I was down with it. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> 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 no, but in, in all seriousness, no, I'm, I haven't really done much in the way of gaming besides playing Smash Brothers okay. and um, still playing Hyrule and Legends. That, that's game is awesome. I still want to pick that up. I still want to pick that it up. Is, it is. an amazing it's just game. Everything that you want, it's all of it. Is it is such an amazing game to the point where you know what you're getting into. It is 
exactly as you say, Dynasty Warriors with Zelda, but anything with fucking Zelda, I'll play. Oh yeah, minus the one on 3DO. That I'll, that one, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pass on that one. That one's just a atrocious. Shouldn't even say Zelda in it. Yeah, <laughs> the boy they call Link. That's what it should be called. Um, but, but heavy on Smash. I'm almost done. I just bought it two days ago, and I, I'm almost done revealing the world. Nice. Uh, the, of the spirits, they have an adventure mode, and it's awesome. And it's it's nice how you have to actually use some strategy now. I was really impressed with the amount of characters they have in that cast. Like it's a massive amount of characters. Um, I'm I'm waiting until I unlock Solid Snake. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That and I, that yes, was Kronami. always a weird character for them to have because that's PlayStation. Uh, Konami. Uh, Kon- well, yeah. But it was Nintendo before it was Konami, before uh, PlayStation. Okay, yeah. Metal Gear, right, Metal Gear right, was right. on NES, Originals, and then Snake's yeah. Revenge, which was the unofficial sequel, but they, yeah. you know, it's now officially canon for Konami after they, you know, you know, Exodus Kojima. So, and, and as a special Kojima update, still nobody has any idea what the fuck his game is about. That's I don't even think Norman stranded. Reedus knows what the fuck <laughs> the game is about. <laughs> It was interesting. Like, all right, Norman, just go over there and sit in the corner. Um, speaking of games that um, uh, quietly waiting for, um, yes, I have bought Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. I have not played yes. the game yet. It's still sitting there, waiting for my kids to go to bed so I can play it. Yeah, um, that's I'm not. not one I'm not too afraid right? of my my older two. No, because I've scarred them immensely with the Last oh, of God, Us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. But. Um, uh, I want to just play it through just for the sake of playing it through. Okay. And then uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 just came out, I think, the 25th. Uh, or yeah, No, it's two days, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday. 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 But a lot of people kind of liking that. I haven't really delved into the Kingdom Hearts series, but I know a lot of people were, like, I've, just waiting for it. I've been playing I, I just a... As a preemptive cursor to this, I've been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, so I'm going through the story as it was released. Yeah. And uh, I'm still, like right now, been I dove, what, four days into it, level 51, on the hardest difficulty. Okay. So I am almost at the end game content. I have to defeat Ansem, and then I have to defeat the Phantom, and then I have to battle Sephiroth. So, you know, one of those... Because I, I'm a hundred percenter. I got it. Yeah, you got to get through it. I understand. Yeah, it good. it irritates the fucking piss out of me if I don't complete a game a hundred percent. Because once I'm done a game, I'm, you know, nine times out of ten, I don't want to fucking pick it up again. Yeah, yeah. I, you know me, man. I'm the ADD gamer because I just go. I have over 255 games that if it's loaded up, ah, fuck it. I'll just log into this. I got I'll like 400 games on my PSN library. I got you know almost 360 on my Xbox library. So. Somebody who's worse than me. I love it. I, I also have 10 years more. You make my addiction seem so much meager. Like, I'm over here like, hi, I'm mad. I'm an alcoholic. You're like, I'm doing crack, bitch. Sit down. <laughs> I'll do this trick with speed of hand. Here's the hand. Here's the speed. <laughs> I'm over here just slowly tapping everything into the blood veins. You're like, fuck it. Tap that shit off, man. Put it right in. Like, just dive. <laughs> just dive. Just go in it, man. 
But um, yeah, I I I checked out because Resident Evil. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on last week's Resident Evil. Actually, had a demo. It was a thirty a thirty minute playthrough. So however fast you could go through it in thirty minutes, that's how much you got. And you know me, I was checking everything out, doing my normal things, scavenging every room, finding stuff, and I I, I was just having fun. I didn't play the second one originally because I hated the the viewpoint. I didn't like the viewpoint in Resident Evil. 1. I uh, oh, Resident Evil One oh, when they did the the one for PlayStation. I did. I gotten so used to that game that I completed it in six hours, mm. just straight on through, no saves, just beating it. And then I, you know, when it got remastered for the GameCube, did the same thing, but the additional content was seven and a half hours, straight on through. Yeah, no saves. See, but that kind of reminded me that that. That's kind of where Dark Souls got it from because they wanted to go back to those roots of, yeah, you have to play through, and if you forget the save, you're fucked. Yep. And that's where everybody's finding the great difficulty, and that's where a lot of people are really enjoying um, playing through that game again. And the upgraded graphics with whenever you do a game right and it still has all the great shit you love, that's really all you need to relive it. Well, the other thing is, is that. Um I'm glad that they kept some of the jump scares in. Yeah. And I'm glad that they changed up a the lot of them. I saw the comparison to some of the jump scares and stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> oh, my God, that's better. Well, I mean, and just as a as as the game upon release day, like all these things were coming out, did you know, sheer, sheer, uh, just like a fun fact, the Resident Evil 2 live-action commercial that was advertised in Japan and – very very limited here in the states was done by George Romero. Oh no shit! I did not. Well, that makes sense. Now <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. He's the pretty much the grandfather of zombie uh, zombie genre in general. So based on that trailer, there was um, he he tried to champion Capcom when he was you know during that time to actually make a Resident Evil movie. Mm-hmm. But not the ones that we had. Right. No. Him. Yeah, something good. Something that was actually legitimately good. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love Milja Jovovich. I love her in The Fifth Element because she's naked. But... <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for a pre- predominant amount of the movie, <sighs> she is partially naked, just wrapped with rubber bands. So, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Multipass. Um, but um, I I, the whole Alice character the whole you know their take their reimagining Capcom kind of took those movies and tried to make her character canon in in the games and I was just like oh god see here's the difference between what we got when we were younger and what the potential of stuff coming out now yeah Assassin's Creed it fucking sucked, the movie. Um, it's ever since Marvel did it right, I believe that we have a new look on the quality of content that they're putting out. People are more concerned with what are the fans going to think, to whereas it, before it was more just, ah, fuck it, just put out a video game movie, they'll watch it. Well... Marvel movies, but before the birth of the MCU, were not great. Minus like 
you know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, you know, he just delivered what the, you know, what he was asked to what deliver. What about Japanese Spider-Man? Oh, I saw that. That's <laughs> he had but a that's... zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Where it just plastered, the suit just plastered on him, and then all of a sudden cut, cut away, and he's just... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what was my favorite. I don't know if that was my favorite or if the old Dollywood uh, Superman movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, my God. I've seen footage of that. It's bad. I mean, really bad. Just as bad as Nicolas Cage Superman? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on a level to Pussycat to Thanos, I think that's over Thanos for ugly. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, uh, yeah, but um, no to to because the Marvel movies like pre Spider Man era because Spider Man was its own little entity because of Sony, yeah. But um, yeah, well the third one. Did you ever check out like the the shitty Fantastic Four movie that they released? I have seen that. Footage. That is yes. so terrible. It's almost That's like on the lines of the Kiss movie yeah, that they, they brought of, out like, in the eighties. <laughs> They got like a bunch of foam and rock for the thing, and it just looks really bad. But where I see the improvement, Spider-Man: Far From Home. If you see the trailer, people are going apeshit over Mysterio because yes. he looks like Mysterio, and it's almost like James uh, James Wan, Aquaman. But I don't know. Director? Yeah. I think we'll just say so. We'll say I'm right. Uh, director of Aquaman. <laughs> They asked him, he, it, I think it was in a Kevin Smith asked him, he was like, well, you know, why'd you do it like that? Why'd you make Aquaman's, you know, suit? He looks like Aquaman. He's like, because it stood the test of time. That's the way Aquaman looks. Why would you change that? And I see a lot more of that coming into the comic book movie realm. I want to see more of that into, the, like, a movie, like, video game realm. Being more true to the game and still making it something different. Like, Far From Home is its own universe of Spider-Man. Your own Tom Holland is fantastic. And I think this movie is going to be another smash hit. Oh, I believe it's going to be another smash hit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what did you think? So, speaking of speaking of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's portrayal in that, what do you, how do you think he's doing? I think that before, they didn't want actors to look at source material when they did comic book movies and now oh I'm playing Mysterio here's a comic I'm reading and comic book nerds are like yes you should be reading that or like when uh, Punisher when they were making the movie he was like ah I'm here to buy some comics the guy behind the counter said no you're reading these don't fuck it up and he's like okay <laughs> and I see a lot more of that uh, Captain Marvel coming out she, she when they announced Captain Marvel, she had a Captain Marvel comic. She was doing her research, and there's a lot more of that. I think that more research and more continuity from movie. That's why Assassin's Creed fucking sucked. Because Part of the they job. Did whatever they wanted. Yeah, uh, I'm. Well, you don't see that with movies anymore, with superhero movies like Super Mario Brothers in the '90s. Fucking oh sucked. John- <laughs> John Leguizamo even admitted that. Yes. He was like, I was drunk the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the only comic book movie that was actually, that is its own regard, Spawn. 
animated movie. Yeah. Spawn animated movie. Not the CGI. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking think Michael J. White is the badass in all the movies that he does. He is. What do you think of Jamie Foxx? Because he's going to be Spawn. And it's not going to be comic booky. It's going to be fucking Spawn. It's going to be gory. I have, I have my uh, the verdict on Jamie Foxx doing anything superhero is still up out for me. I'm pretty I, sure I he's not going to say one word in the movie too. Like as Spawn, he's not going to talk cuz you know, Spawn kill people. Don't yeah, but I talk. I just have to I have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's uh I'm excited cuz I I know what Jamie Foxx sounds like. It's kind of like if Darth Vader had the voice of Mike Tyson. <laughs> 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 For those of you who are not, who cannot see, Matt is currently <laughs> buckled over. It's like, Luke, 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 Luke I am me. your father. Luke, Luke, Luke I'm I, your father I, and I'm going to fuck you up. I don't, th- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just saw, I, I was it's like, no, it's not true. Search your feelings, Luke, and it's true. <laughs> Because I just saw the Joe Rogan experience with Mike Tyson. I just saw it and I, and I listened to it. So Mike Tyson's voice is like fresh in my mind. It's fresh in your mind. Go to Tyson Ranch. <laughs> and he, he's got his own weed company now, too. Oh, That's wow. something I never would have put together. Not in a million years. Like, you could smoke Mike Tyson weed. Turns out he loves weed. Speaking of that, I just read an article that Joe Montana is actually bringing his own source of weed, too. You know what, man? Fuck it. Let them. All the celebrities cashing in. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? San Francisco Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Cha-ching. Well, fuck. You know? Because they used to do, um, like, car dealerships. A lot of people from sporting, you know, sports, they would buy car dealerships, i.e. Michael Jordan. He's got a bunch down there in North Carolina. And uh, For the We Talk, I think you need to have Moy with your own podcast. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's definitely cashing in. Now... Kind of off of that, let's go into the, the big stuff right now. Let's go into the nerdy news, because we'll keep with one thing we already mentioned, Resident Evil. They're in the news, because reportedly, from Deadline, eh, uh, Deadline reported that there is a Resident Evil TV series in the works for Netflix. Yes, I read that, and uh, the, uh, the, the people who they're getting, as far as directing and producing, I'm encouraged by but oh yeah yeah but uh, the talent is where it's really going to come down to on that and where they're going to go now from what i see it's uh, just give me actors that play the fucking video game I'm expansion good. of the universe <laughs> and it is reportedly going to go uh dark it's going to expose the dark inner workings of the umbrella corp and the new world order caused by the t-virus outbreak Now, Netflix hasn't made any comments as to whether they're working on it, but it was rumored that they were working on a Resident Evil project called Arclay, which, if you know the franchise, which I think you do, Arclay was the mountain range outside Mm -hmm. of Raccoon City. So that was kind of a tie-in if they're going that way. It's outside, you know, it's outside the city. It's, you know, a different place. You have the T-Virus coming at you, and and it's different characters with that... uh, Production like production cast and the directors behind them, and yeah. you have good writers. I think that could be a good show, but 
there's a we're getting like a second wave of like a lot of zombie stuff as Walking Dead declining in view in viewers. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's good that they're bringing it out now because the I mean, let's just face it, we were in an oversaturation point with anything zombie. Yeah, movie, you had movies out there that were subpar. You had TV shows that are that are like they're zombies, but they're like. You know, I zombies is like I'm still intelligent. Okay, shut up. Every yeah. video game had a zombie element. Yes. Yeah, and they all had that kind of the zombies. They got really popular. Everybody took their different take. Uh, Days Gone is taking a different take on zombies. Then you still got Last of Us with a quarter step virus. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of different zombies out there. I think TV wise, this could capitalize to where you're losing a lot of the Walking Dead fans. This is kind of a new, fresh take, and if you take it straight from source material, it could well, capitalize the, on what is going on so over at Netflix. I'll touch just a little bit on The Walking Dead. What what hurt The Walking Dead was it didn't stay true, like wholly true to the source material because you had too many arcing branch yeah. stories, and then there the inner turmoil that caused all the rifts yeah. between not only the cast but. You know, Greg Nicotero, Robert Kirkman. Um, so they had their own little struggles. And then, you know, because of the age of the Internet, everybody knows. And they don't want to watch a show that no one, like, that the creators and producers are not vested in. Yeah. And it took, I don't know how long for Robert Kirkman to, you know, reel that back in. And I, I he's probably still doing it. But then you had the exodus of Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. You had the exodus of uh, uh, who else? Yeah, Greg. I, I, I don't. Can't, I can't even. I mean, but I see kind of like the, in the video game aspect, Days Gone trying to take uh, like Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead and make their own video game. Yeah, with a splash of DayZ and a creative twist to where they took that core and just said, "All right, now let's give it a little twist. Now it's our own." And I'm really excited for that game after watching some gameplay. Trailers. I've been watching the trailers for that for two years. So like when they first brought that that first large trailer and that, that horde was chasing that that you know, the main character and he was going like you know s- sliding under you know things, climbing mm-hmm. over things, and then you know you know dropping grenades behind him. And I have actual- been waiting for more footage for it because I was still juries out because I knew. Just having a lot of hordes and a lot of zombies on the screen isn't going to make it a good game. What made it a good game is all the shit that I saw from all the gameplay stuff that I've seen since then. That's what's really selling me on it. I was cautiously optimistic when I first saw that trailer. I said, this is either going to be really, really fucking good or it's going to be dropping like a, you know, like a kid, like a fat kid on chocolate cake. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, I, I I just saw that in the news. I had to I had to share. I go through the grit and the dirt and the muck and the poop of the internet, trying to find good news stories and rise it up to the top and rinse it off. So I got one for you. Okay. Month of December, um, the Nintendo Switch outsold both Xbox and PS4. Yeah. In North America, I did see that that they outsold. It was the top selling console of 2018. Was the Nintendo Switch now? To 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 add a little context to that, most most of the people who own a Nintendo Switch are multi uh, multi console owners. Okay. Yes. So you're either PC and Switch, or you're a PS4 or Switch, or if you're like me, 
PC, Switch, Xbox, PS4, <laughs> Commodore 64, Jaguar, uh, ColecoVision, even a kaleidoscope in there for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you were the guy. <laughs> That's a Thursday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has a soldier console on the way. But um, okay. actually, you probably already have all those emulators. I already have the emulators. I'm good. <laughs> but to go off of that. I saw a story, um, and one of the things in the story that I saw was that 46% uh, percent, uh, of developers, and it was a poll by the uh, GDC's State of the Game Industry 2019, polled 40,000 developers. Okay. 45% of the developers said they were interested in putting their game on the Switch. Which is good, because if you... If you've seen the support for the Wii and the Wii U during its life cycle, the primary support was first-party mm-hmm. developed games, very minimum third-party games. And that's what they wanted to, to break when they went over to Switch was a lot of third-party because 22% of de- devs expect their next game on the Switch. Which is also positive news. Exactly. Like Nintendo, they took the... The interesting ideas from the two previous consoles, and they mixed it together, okay? The Switch, yes. When you look at everything they've made, it's just... They, An oversized they, it's, Nintendo They're DS. improving it, but it, that yes. is where now it's going to shine is because the Switch, everybody's getting them. There's going to be a crap ton of, uh, of games on there for you. You're going to have just everything right at your fingertips for these games, and Nintendo is great about it. Like, hey, Red Dead! Make one. They're probably one of these people who are like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna platform over to that." Well, Bethesda already put Skyrim on it, so it's just like they put Skyrim. Yeah, on. yeah matter of time for everybody to go over there. They also put it. Skyrim on everything. And, and, yeah, and Alexa on, on Alexa too. Which, I love that. I still want to get an Alexa for that. I have an Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the other interesting thing I saw about the cons- about the article is that only 18% of developers reported that they're working on next console uh, next gen console games. Which goes back to what I said in regards to you're going to have developers who are going to work on next gen and some of that are going to work on current gen. And the ones that are primarily going to be on current gen are going to be putting out Rockstar games. Yeah, 2% are next-gen exclusives, to while 16% is for both uh, previously announced consoles. Now, uh, there's uh, 2% that were on, on unknown platforms, probably Madbox, yeah. Atari... Um, I imagine because Atari's got their console out there, Madbox has their console out there, that would probably fill out that 2%. But, I mean, 46% of them said the, the, they don't know. I, I'm, I'm very, very excited for the next gen. But, I mean, as we stated before. Yeah, it's still a while out. The last, you had those games that... You know, the pendulum swung. Mm-hmm. Earth Defense 2077 is a good example of it. shitty graphics. Yeah. Okay gameplay. And then, you know, the next one that was like a release was like Last of Us. So, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I mean, I think if we can look at the history of what we've gotten from consoles past, I think it's kind of on par for, I don't know, maybe 2021 holiday season. Because I see an announcement of. Probably the PlayStation 
uh, getting some a, kind of a teaser this year. I see a staggered release. I see a console going 2020, 2021, 2022. And the reason why, because then the whoever de- developer strikes first is always going to get that initial console base. And then uh, the, the next developers, you know, allows the, it allows the, 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 the dust, market to cool down. Yeah, the, well, dust to settle, and then yeah. then they get their stuff, which then is slightly better from last year. Uh, games are slightly better from last year. Mm-hmm. Nintendo will just be Nintendo and do its own little fucking thing. Um, and they'll probably ride out the Switch for a good seven years. Yeah, they're they're not. They already announced they're not planning on replacing the Switch anytime soon. They're riding this. They're they're because they have all these people making games for it. So they have easily seven years out of that console. And then, all right, maybe latter, you know, part of the console. Uh, maybe I see in a, a couple of years you start. I see a console for for the Switch going twenty twenty five to maybe twenty twenty seven. Yeah, um, they can ride out the Switch for ten years. Just because of the it's way got that... great great graphical content, it has. I mean, even with the Joy-Con controllers, and you know, all right, you don't like the Joy-Con, get a Pro controller. They're under sixty bucks now. Yeah, I saw I that on Amazon. Um, and then Madbox, that will probably be. I'm saying because last week we talked about Madbox being uh, th- three years. Yeah, I'm saying it's going to be it's going to be after PS4 and Xbox deploy theirs. Because they already said it's going to be two years better than what is going to be out there anyway. Yeah. Um, I just, I still don't see Madbox and Atari really pulling a lot of people over. No, because it's another piece of hardware during the console generation. So if they want to add that that install base, you do something through like um, a kind of pseudo um, Patreon or GoFundMe mm-hmm. or... Or and have uh, like if you help us, we'll give you a console. Like if you if you buy it this tier, we'll give you a console. Um, and that will allow people, you know, and they they can have that up for five years if they do it today. And yeah. they if they have it up for five years, that will allow people to save up the money and then make that pledge. And then yeah. they're already guaranteed a console, so they can get their install base if they want to do it that way. And then and then the the they can deploy it a month early for for the people who did the GoFundMe, and then have an actual release date mm-hmm. for anybody who didn't, and there'll be fifty to seventy five dollars more. It could it could potentially work. Yeah, but I mean, I I see almost like a a Wii U kind of failure for Madbox if they don't get the support. If you're even if you're just putting out third party stuff. I can get that anywhere. You have to have exclusives that I want, i.e. PlayStation. They always have exclusives that you want. Even Microsoft has a couple that draw people in. And that's where a primary, uh, with the last console war, PlayStation 4 won out, hands down. They beat it because the the previous, they lost because of their pricing. Yeah, the and price point killed them. Some uh, stuff I've seen online see PlayStation maybe making the mistake that Xbox made with Xbox. I was going to bring up that point because I see that happening too. You have to be competitive, and we're not talking a hundred dollars because if it's a hundred dollar price point between gamers, that's what 
That's two games. It's two two brand new games. It's it's a year subscription on the streaming services that they have. So and, like, again, but you know, like gamers are smart. So every gamer, regardless of who they are, they know how to budget to get their fucking gaming fix in. Um, like me, I I poured over at fifteen dollars a paycheck over to PayPal, and then I just pay buy that buy what I want. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars paycheck, so it's thirty dollars a month. I don't have to buy a game all the time, and some games I can wait. Like, like I told yeah. you, you know, for Zelda, I know it's a single player game, but I will wait when it goes on sale or hits a greatest hits, and because mm-hmm. we know that they'll have a greatest hits collection. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, if it's fifty dollars, if it's fifty dollars, and I'm getting all the DLC, then yes, I would buy it. Absolutely. But I don't have to buy it right now. Yeah, I can wait. Yeah. Now talking talking about Nintendo, they announced that Metroid Prime Four. They're starting over. Yeah, I, you, you and I were touching on this earlier, but uh, kudos to Nintendo yeah. for actually making the intelligent decision and saying, we know what the vision of Metroid should be and what you're delivering is not up to par. Can I just point out that only the Japanese would do this? Oh, yeah. yeah well. Only the <laughs> Japanese would do this. Uh, the game's not up to standards. Start over. You know how much money? They- only because it's Nintendo... And they could wipe their ass with my entire year's salary. <laughs> That's why they said start over. Yours Retro, and mine over alone. Over here and look at your little brother. Make sure he does it right. Retro, obviously, being making the first and second Metroid Primes. Yes. Did they make the third one too? I'm not sure. I don't know. But the first first Metroid Prime is fucking amazing. I still have to play that through. Cube. Oh my god! Ooh. I haven't beat it either, but I just remember. I came close. <sighs> amazing. I remember playing the, the the last Metroid game that I actually beat was uh, Metroid Fusion on Game Boy Advance. Oh my god, I love that! Oh, oh yeah, oh. Metroid Fusion Game Boy Advance. It was awesome. Well, when I first played the Metroid Prime, uh, I was a little bit. I don't know. This isn't really. It's not like the Metroid I know because it was the first one I played that went from two D to three D. Met, uh, message from the wife: I made lunch, chicken, animal shaped pasta. Ananami beans and applesauce. Well, there you go. <laughs> Gotta have those Ananami beans. Well, you're old. You need the, you need the vitamins. <coughs> need to be regular. Yeah, they said. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep the machine pumping. You know, you gotta make every make sure everything's uh, running right. Gotta gotta I gotta exodus this black plague. That's it's one way to do it. <laughs> out, foul spirit, out. The power of Christ compels you. I mean, if that's what got it out, man, I'll, I'll make sure I make a note. And, uh, next time I get the Black Death, I'll make sure I take it. Whatever works. Core seed and Adonami beans. <laughs> Steering back on track here. I was looking at other. I know. I gotta, you know, gotta grab the sh- the reins of the ship sometime. Um, quite, quite literally. Other games to have switched hands that I did look up. I saw an article on it. Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh, the, the the catastrophe that that was. Yes, they switched hands, which I was eh, I was never really an Aliens fan, but I, did they get it right in the end, or did it just fucking flop? No, so Colonial Marines was done by Gearbox, and that was just an atrocious game. 
and the former it's head of the CEO is throwing fucking peacock parties, looking at little kids' dicks. Yeah, yeah, that that article came out. <laughs> but prior to that information coming out, um, he was just trying to do a money grab on something so he can fund Borderlands too. That's he. There was an article saying that too. Okay. So, um, the 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 uh, multiplayer was horrible. The story, which was supposed to be connected, like connected to uh, the Alien trilogy, mm-hmm. they didn't even get a, a complete campaign. Um, it was so broken, so, too many glitches. Um, the music, the music in the game didn't even play correctly. Like <laughs> you're sitting there, and you're you're sitting there walking. It's like, why is there death music playing in the background? And there's no aliens around me. And then, like, you go to the next room, music stops, and then there's aliens around you. They're like, it, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was completely broken. So. so someone who put less effort than Fallout 76. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, Duke Nukem forever. That one switched hands, which that one had sucked as well. For a decade. Yeah, that was... Two Human, I believe, switched as well as... Two Human was in development hell for like 15 years. Oh my god, yeah. I was so sad when that game sucked. Um, Fallout 3 did not suck. And that switched hands. Because the original company went bankrupt. So then Bethesda originally, they got the rights and they said, we're going to put this out. Yeah. Well, the right game company can make a difference when it comes to the game being switched hands and I think as in a Nintendo situation with Metroid Prime they weren't happy with it they probably had a playable game now what what was the company that so Telltale went up who who, uh, uh, it was uh, uh, um, Bandai Namco I believe they're not doing the final episode. Bandai Namco were the ones that were doing Metroid Prime 4. Okay. And now Retro is it's overseeing doing. them. Which I, I like this little spin on it because I like I like the ability for cross, uh, the, the ability to cross information between yeah. developers. You're keeping the people that made what they made, so it's the core of the game, and now they're starting over, but you have these guys that had an idea, and now you have Retro saying, look, this is where your idea failed. Let's but to that effect, you have you have the developers that made that particular game, so they know they know their code, they know yeah. how what works and everything. Yeah. And now they're going to be exposed to what retro does, yeah. and vice versa. So yeah. it's only it, it it can only better the future games on both companies. Yes. So I I appreciate the the uh, the oversight that that retro is going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it could save it. Well, it, it it will definitely be interesting to see. We've been waiting for another Metroid game, especially on the Switch. It's it's one of the last things I need in my collection is a good Metroid game. Well, to to sate that 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 craving for Metroid, you can buy the trilogy on the Nintendo DS, mm. um, one, two, and three. I believe it's available. You can check online. I do have a 3DS somewhere. I would yeah, have to find see. that. Um, another bit of news I have here, Cyberpunk is, they lost their head writer, um, to, uh, his name was Sebastian Steppen, he left to go work for Blizzard, and then 
uh, Cyberpunk was uh, is twenty seventy seven. I think it was. It's called. Yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Their company is CD Projekt Red, and uh, they the person in question worked on the entire Witcher series. Okay. He and I mean I'm a huge fan of Witcher three. I love that game. It was he worked. He was one of three. Uh, creative directors on Witcher 3, but he was, you know, creative director through, you know, the entire Witcher series. Now he's just the creative director, according to LinkedIn, at Blizzard. They don't know what he's working on. But well, that there uh, we had there was a lot of shakeup at Blizzard uh, due to uh, events non-gaming related. So um, it's good that they have some new blood in there. Um, and then with the recent news of Bungie leaving... They needed a shakeup, and, yeah. uh, and you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to happen or what's going to happen. But um, only, uh, in my opinion, only good news could come from this, and good things can come from this. Minus, you know, barring uh, a you know child sex scandal or something like that yeah. with you know like Gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, you got uh, you got them working on at least two new Diablos, one under the title uh, codename Fenris. Um, maybe it's Diablo 4. Maybe it's a, a mobile game. Because, obviously, everybody needs to have a fucking mobile game now. Um, yeah, just make it a good mobile game without a paywall. I'll be happy. Yeah. You know, I like... I, I'm a classic gamer. Just give me one... Like, give me one solid fee and I'll play the fucking game. No. You must pay more! We need more of your money. They, what they realized is, like, how much... Fortnite made last year it was something like you know like 2.5 billion or some shit like that it was in the billions of dollars they made Fortnite last year all off of microtransactions and, and it's all cosmetic too yeah and it's all cosmetics yeah, I have a story uh, another story that I saw here which was Fortnite allows you to see what's in the loot box in PVE now they already have it for PVP now they're moving it over to PVE with the okay. loot boxes because in Belgium it is illegal. Blind loot boxes are illegal in Belgium. That's an interesting take on it. Uh, well, I mean, mm. basis behind there's no that. gambling. Well, there's no gambling allowed. You're in, looking in, at a package of stuff like, oh, I want that and that, and I don't want the other stuff. I like that. Even if you have it as a pay-to-win aspect. You can see what you're buying. That's not gambling at that point. And the devs are happy. The people are happy to a point. It's a good compromise, I think, and for that whole loot bot situation. Yeah. Show me what's in the box, and I'll see if I want to buy it. If not, fuck off. That's a good uh, – that's a good flat out right there. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> drop the mic. I'm not going to drop it, though. That'd be loud. Um, Don't break them. <laughs> They're new. Of course, big news over this weekend. I kind of left it in a little bit because uh, it's one of my favorite companies in the game dev world, and they're having a bit of troubles. It would be Anthem. The VIP demo kicked off this weekend to nothing but problems and glitches. So uh, I'm going to pull up exactly what they had on here because one was infinite loading. Which sounds just as dirty as it sa- uh, it is as dirty as it sounds. Um, when they were moving from Terrace to an exp- uh, uh, exploration, uh, ex- whatever the fuck they call it, uh, 
sounds like. Starts with. Oh, expedition. That was the word. When they're going on an expedition, you would get infinite loads to where it just wouldn't load up properly. And uh, the problem is exacerbated. I love that word. <laughs> I use it all the time. Is exacerbated in the real world because they did do prior testing to it, but they said it's exacerbated in the real world due to the difference in players' ISPs, home networks, into and introduces new behavior. Sounds dirty. So they just didn't throw in an algorithm to to compensate for no 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 variable different speeds of internet. Oh, what the no, fuck? No, no. Bioware is saying they didn't underprepare. They didn't underprepare. Yeah, they didn't underprepare for the demo. This is what they're claiming now. Hey, man, we didn't underprepare for this. We just didn't put in a lot of effort. Yeah, we just had, uh, let's see, platform connections where there was a high spike in players entering the game when we went up. Unfortunately, these issues did not present themselves during the internal testing. Did you have... 50 million fucking people interested in trying to play your game in internal testing? Do you have 50 million people on your staff? No, dickwad. Of course there's going to be a lot of people interested in your fucking game. <laughs> he had the eyes inflection with that, too. <laughs> people were getting kicked out of for weren't being allowed in because of entitlements. Certain pre-order bonuses that you got. So because you got a pre-order bonus, it wasn't allowing you into the VIP demo. Uh, that's just because poor. they got your money early. You're not allowed to play it. Yeah. So that's just poor programming. I'm sorry. And that's what I'm saying. They're saying this wasn't because we were underprepared, but that's exactly what it was. If it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, and it talks like a duck. Guess what? It's a fucking mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> Polish is turd. It's still a fucking turd. I'm sorry. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love. I absolutely love the. the uh, what Bioware does. I pulled up a list of all their shit that they've done. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Neverwinter Nights, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, MDK 2, Shattered Steel, Mass Effect Galaxy. We'll avoid that one. The Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood. They did Star Wars, The Old Republic, Mass Effect 1, 2, and we'll, we'll just avoid 3. Dragon Age, Inquis uh, Origins, Dragon Age 2. No, you don't Dragon have to Age avoid Age Mass Effect and 3. And Mass Effect Andromeda is really the one you need to avoid. Yeah, well, it's still... So, Andromeda is still a good game. It just doesn't... didn't. It doesn't... It's not a connecting story to 3. Everybody thought it was going to be something yeah. that it wasn't. But that was more EA than Bioware. Which, speaking of that... Did you see the, did you see the article with... EA not allowing Bioware to do KOTOR 3. Yes, I did see that. Because when the Old Republic came out, they were saying that this is your KOTOR 3. Which is, it's not. It's not. And that's why I, my kind of hopes, because especially when fans are saying, like, oh my god, they're working on a separate trilogy. They're working on separate Star Wars movies. Maybe Old Republic? They're never going to do the Knights of the Old Republic. They're never going to make that into a into a movie. I can tell you that right now. I will say that the cutscenes, if you splice all the cutscenes of the of Knights of the Old Republic yeah. into one sitting, yeah. it's the best forty five minutes out there. Absolutely, and it, it captures 
everything that you want of Star Wars, the and those t- like those five to seven minute clips oh of everything. Both games were amazing. Yes, both games made me overlook the uh, turn-based combat because when I, know, I played I... Kotar, it the first time, and you see the big spoiler at the end. You're like, holy fuck! It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, it was like the first time you go to the end of Assassin's Creed, and you're like, what the fuck was that? I need another game now. Like, you got that from it. So, I, so speaking of, like, what the fuck endings. So, we mentioned games that do that to you. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Choice that you made in Mass Effect 1 at the end of the game. So, that had... Like, originally you thought it was going to have ripple effects to three, but it didn't. So we found out that it didn't. But the choice was either save the Citadel, the people on the current Citadel, yeah. let them die, or um, and, you know, kill the Reapers, incoming yeah. Reapers. Okay, so those, those were your choices. Yeah. That was the fuck you ending. All right? Around the same time, first Assassin's Creed. Mm. All right? Around the same time. Bioshock, when you meet Andrew Ryan for oh, the first god. time. Oh my god! Oh. So Bio that so, fucking shock. So that is that is so for me. Yes, that is your verses for today. You have to pick one oh, that man. is the ultimate. Oh fuck, that's hard. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that at the end of the news because those are the ultimate what the fuck moments. That is a very good. Would you verse. kindly? Would you kindly? Would you kindly answer my question after this news? <laughs> yes. After this quick news break. So, 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 just to throw one, one more wrench in that. Bioshock. You know, in the plane scene, then in the beginning. Yeah. The note says, "Would you kindly?" Read oh this yeah, later? yeah, yeah. Would you kindly? That was the first thing that flashed in my head once I heard that. Would you kindly? I was like, "Son of a bitch!" It was in the whole game. It's how he got you to do everything because that's what how the objectives would pop up. It was so fucking. It was expertly crafted. Another versus, if you were going to keep it into the Bioshock universe, would be Bioshock the original versus Bioshock Infinite, which had the best what the fuck ending, because Bioshock Infinite's ending went really fucking trippy. Bioshock Infinite's ending. So, spoiler alert. Um, Bootstrap paradox. Yeah, essentially, that's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, it was beautiful. With the assistance of the girl, you can see the alternate verses of what Bioshock was. So, and then you had to essentially. He had the sense in the beginning that he wanted to fuck his daughter, though. Spoiler. Yeah, okay. but he he was voiced by Troy Baker, so that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's for those of you who don't know, Troy Baker, Joel, and the Joker in some of the games. Um, but um, man, uh, that ending for Bioshock—that was one of the other endings that got me. Oh, yeah. Because um, around the same time, I was playing Last of Us, so yeah, I was yeah. on a very Last of Us kick because he's he's Snow in Final Fantasy Thirteen because okay. because of, of uh, Troy Baker. Um, he's he was uh, the main character in Red Faction Guerrilla. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. <laughs> Man, that, yeah. So you could see all those games that are like interconnected for me because yeah. of this one actor, um, and he he does he does a spot on. Um, when when he voiced when he was doing the voice for um, Booker Dewitt, yes, that, yeah. I, I remember this shit, man. 
You give me time. I don't know well, how I, I do steal it. Steal trap for such an old bastard. I got. I say. know, man. But um, you know, bring us the girl and clear your debt. That was that was the line. That was the line in the flashback. So yeah, uh, that was so good too because that was post Civil War. Nineteen twelve. Because he was what was he? He was a. It was an actual historical like. Um, Somebody just got in trouble. He was a Pinkerton, I believe. That's what it was, because somebody added Pinkertons in a TV show or uh, or something, and the Pinkertons were lashing out. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. That's what it was. The Pinkertons were lashing out against Red Dead Redemption 2. Meanwhile, Bioshock Infinite's just sitting there in the background like... <laughs> like yeah, but... The main he, character was a fucking Pinkerton. The Pinkertons are pissed off because you're killing Pinkertons in Red Dead Redemption 2, whereas you were, you know, you were just alluded that you were a Pinkerton. So, you know, you're not being killed in a game. So a Pinkerton breaking into a cloud city and murdering the entire civilization is perfectly fine, but as soon as somebody's killing you off, that's when you have a problem? Um, but, it, you know, cloud cities don't exist in real life. Oh, don't they? <laughs> don't they, Chris? I've seen Cloud Island on One Piece, man. They're real. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is my versus. Uh... I, like, I like that. I mean, Bioshock was Bioshock, Assassin's Creed. Because I went through all of them, like in, in that one year. Because it was uh, it was two thousand eight, two thousand eight. So eleven years ago, and it was around. It was uh, September two thousand eight. So you had Mass Effect, yeah. Assassin's Creed. And then you had Bioshock, and then you had Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, the first one. Yeah, that so one was just really that good. era that was, of gaming. It was. It was the 360. It's what got me into the 360 was Mass Effect, and then I discovered Assassin's Creed after that, and Bioshock after that. Because my buddy's little brother was playing it. Moy's little brother, and he was, he was really. And I was like, let me try this out. And then I was fucking absolutely blown by all three of them. And I don't think we. Like, yeah, we have good games out there, and, like, oh, this game was amazing. So on the... On what, the what was the last thing that really grabbed you like that? Oh, man. Um, besides that? Yeah. Besides well, that era gaming? Yeah, recently. What what kind of... There, I mean, like, you have now with uh, the God of Wars. That was another great franchise. When that uh, when the God of War 3 came out, that was... I, I have the remastered edition on PS4, but I haven't played it because 1 and 2 were good for me. You know they were they were a great entry for me, but then for the longest time I didn't have a PS3, so um, I I skipped out on it until I bought the my, the first PS3 I bought was from you, and I went right to Last of Us. So that yeah. kind of sucked me. Yeah, you know yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, it did. I mean, I remember when you came over and watched me play through all of Last of Us because yes, they were just enthralled it, it was it, i i was captivated by that in last of us game and last of us and all that i'd say that may have been like a second kind of era of that but we really we need more of that because there needs to be dynamic storytelling and then what i see from these games like you have games like atomic heart which i have notated out here atomic heart is a great first person shooter that it looks like assassin or not assassin's creed it looks like bioshock near ultima and Fallout had an orgy, and they don't know who the father is. I showed you the trailer. It's an alt-universe alt of Soviet Russia, and they're planning on releasing this game this year at some point. Okay. Do me a favor and um, get the uh, links, and I will 
I'll, I'll put that in the comments section of uh yeah, I'll send the pod. To you yeah. Because Autonic uh, uh, Heart is a game that I want you guys to look out for coming out this year. With that kind of storytelling that we are doing, like, yeah, that we're talking about, rather, that's one of the games that I could see having, if they have a good story, that it could be really expertly uh, received. Yeah. Because it has, it looks like it has great graphics. You don't have any kind of the hang-ups like you see an anthem with servers and any bullshit with linking in because it's a single-player story. And that's where I think the industry needs to get back to a little bit is having that captivated single-player story. Um, Witchfire, another one, which yep. is like if The Witcher and Dark Souls had a baby. Okay. Um, it's a dark fantasy, first-person shooter. Uh, it's a world where witches exist. And it's it, it's dynamic kind of uh, scare tactic kind of with the witches. So it kind of looks like they're kind of going with like a pop out, uh, like a dead space, uh, yeah, dead space kind of shock you when you're playing. So um, we talk about failed studios earlier. So like I'm I'm sad because you mentioned dead space. I'm sad that EA Vancouver closed. Oh yeah, um, they were the. The, the brainchild of Dead Space, the original Dead Space, not the arcade version. Somebody that you got. recreated Dead Space in the Dreams demo for PlayStation. The the, the company, uh, Media Molecule, who made Little Big Planet, they're making this other game, Dreams, to where it's like you create stuff and it's a dream. So they recreated Dead Space in Dreams. I would love to see uh, an interconnected world between all gaming platforms. That would be like just in a in a video game. So you like, want a Ready Player One game? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. <laughs> Not Ready Player One, though, because we all know movie games suck. But no, give me the book. <laughs> the book. The, give the, me the book. Ready Player One book game. Yes. Okay. Give me everything because everything that was in that book was like nostalgia for me. Because you know I do a lot more of that in gaming, kind of like what they did with Dante's Inferno. Yeah, that was a book, and they fucking took what they liked out of it. It was just God of War, but. It was God of War in hell. I mean, the whole game in hell, not just a part, a level. Story-driven narrative. Yeah. We go back to this all the time. I know. I'm not a big fan of the of the PvP. PvE can get dull. You get, uh, you know, but PvP, the problem is people suck, and they're usually cocks online. It's rule number one of the no, rule number one is that the internet's for porn. So well, yeah, yeah. Two is being a dick. Um, <laughs> but that's why I got on to Dirty Bomb. Not nobody's on that now on PC. But um, when Dirty Bomb was released, I was on Dirty Bomb because it was the first thing when you lo logged into that game the first time. One rule: don't be a dick. I was like, huh? Okay, I just want to drive. <laughs> for the most part there were a lot of people in that game that weren't dicks and they were all pretty much objective based because I think on PC you're more inclined to see people who are willing to go after the objective than on a console for um, 12 year old Billy and Sarah can get their moms to buy them an Xbox or a Playstation one yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but, but to, their parents aren't buying them an $800 gaming PC no they're not but um, for some of those games uh, what I do is um I throw like a, a check my bio, and then you know, and people will actually check your bio on yeah. multi uh, massive multiplayer games. It says, "I am not a dick. I will help you out 
if you do not attack me. So, <laughs> so That's that like I, I I put that disclaimer out there, and then they'll be like, because I see them PvP up, and then I say, you know, you know, and I shout out to them. I say, check my bio, and then then they PvP down, and then I help them grind for like, yeah. you know, ten levels, and they're like. And then they're like, oh, you got a refriend request. I'm like, sweet. Because that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know? I was I was just so... In, it, I've been, like, really looking forward to these new story player narrative games because, you know, I tried Ring of Elysium, which you okay. suggested to me over the weekend. Yeah. And it's free to play. It's Battle Royale. Um, it... Is interesting because they'll give you like a grappling hook, a glider, or a BMX bike, right? Mm-hmm. And I went through a couple matches. First one, you know, I won, of course, because you're probably with bots. Um, it's just the same kind of battle royale, though. Yeah. You're going to a central location after you kill everybody and you're flying off. And that it, you see Fortnite do that, you see PUBG do that. PUBG is trying to put out, uh, a mobile game, PUBG Lite, to try to uh, compete with Fortnite. Yeah. So that aspect is there. That's not the kind of game I'm going to be more inclined to do because it's the replayability isn't there for me. Well, I mean, Call of Duty does it with their Battle Royale, which they... True. Black Ops with theirs. Uh, they they were actually taking the time and doing it right. I'm, I'm happy that they're doing it. I don't know if... I'm still not sold on it. Right. I'm I'm still not sold on it. But um speaking of games you're looking forward to. Yes. What's your hot or not this this upcoming quarter? So we're gonna do it by quarter, we'll do it by and then we'll do it by year. So quarter. So in the next three to four months. Man. Two games in the next quarter I'd probably say I'm looking forward to is Jump Force. Okay, and then obviously Anthem rounding out. Um, I'm not Anthem. While I'm excited for it, I'm not taking the day one off of work, especially with the way this demo weekend went. I feel there's going to be a lot of things they didn't expect. So Anthem, while I am going to buy it and I'm going to play the hell out of it, I'm probably going to wait. The immediate one I'm probably going to jump on is Jump Force. Okay. That would be my quarter. I'm still playing through, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters and a couple other things, so I probably won't do Jump Force right away. See, I like Jump Force because it's combining a lot. They keep adding uh, characters to I'm it. I'm still playing Smash, so... You know, I mean, they're not going to have the character amount of Smash. Um, I think that if Jump Force does well, then we can see a lot more characters in a second game yeah maybe up to smash level because the content is there you have a shit ton of characters that they didn't add uh so far well even still... as to the newer animes that they did add in like azuko midoriya from my hero Academia. well i mean it's not going it's it's namco bandai so you still got dynasty warriors to pull from Sa- samurai wars to pull oh, from yeah. so yeah. there's you can add those in you know, it's it's Zhao Yun versus Goku. That would be a good or Lu Bu versus Goku. Fuck. Yeah. It's definitely I think it's going to be an underrated game because fighting games don't get the kind of attention that other games do. 
Like, when Days Gone comes out, it's going to be huge. People are going to be gushing over it. There's going to be mm-hmm. a shit ton of things going on. Same thing with Anthem. When it comes out, there's going to be a lot well, of crap on it. So fighting games are going to be are, are only huge if, you're, if your studio is called Capcom or or uh, <laughs> or Midway. So. Yeah. Or NetherRealm Nether Studios. Realm. Yeah, NetherRealm is... And don't get me wrong. There's and the thing that I did see with NetherRealm that I really liked is they were having celebrities as MK characters. So you have Rousey as uh, Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade. Uh, you have Terry Crews as Jax, which I love. I He's love also going to be the primary character, the primary voice uh, character Crackdown. in Crackdown Three. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Anything Terry Crews wants to do, I'll support him. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Terry Crews, just whenever you say his name, it's it's the. Uh, it's him singing Michelle Branch in that car yeah. in White Chicks. Making my way downtown. Shout out to Terry Crews. Love that. Ever since White Chicks and then Malibu's Most Wanted, he was in that as well. And Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Cheeseburger he- Willie. <laughs> <laughs> the 9 9. Brooklyn 9 9. Yeah, man. The 9 9 coming back soon, too. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you also saw perfectly Chris Pratt as John, uh, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. So I I freaked out. I freaked out Matt when I said when he asked me. Uh, I don't even know who the fuck Johnny Cage was in the horrible Mortal Kombat movies, and I just instinctively just said Lyndon Ashley. <laughs> Oh and he's God like, you would fucking know that. It's <laughs> down to that steel trap you have in mind. Like I, I know a lot of you know meaningless and useless information that I can draw from at any time. But I mean, people's names have never, I've never grasped. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, my wife. I is- just started remembering your name, <laughs> whoever it is, whoever you are. Let me go back in my notes. Well, hang on. Old man. Yeah, yeah, that's your name. A.K.A. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> that is another another nice nickname I gave you. Um, um, so, but, like, I remember stupid shit like that. We were talking, what was that, uh, the original, like, uh, live-action capture of the MK1. Yeah. Ho Sung Pak as Liu Kang. That's like a throwback now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that original Mortal Kombat movie. It was I, it was very shitty movie, but I loved it. I absolutely loved that movie. I thought that because it was I, I was in karate at the time, and that th- soundtrack. I Mortal still have Kombat, the soundtrack. I still have it. It was being played like twenty four seven. You'd always have that. You would always soundtrack. have someone just you know start you know come in and go Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 and that would get you pumped up for the class, man. So they'd be playing that first song. You'd be like, "Yeah, let's get." It. And then you'd start sparring and shit. It would get everybody in there, man, because the soundtrack was really great. On and that. then two minutes later, everybody's panting and on the floor because they're <laughs> winded. They can't keep up with the music, the techno-driven sound that it was. It was the EDM of its time. <laughs> yes, it was. It was Skrillex before Skrillex was Skrillex. <laughs> wow. Speaking of Skrillex, I have to show you this. I forgot about this that I wanted to show you. Um, so let me pull up Facebook. Here we go. He's got to log into it. He's got to put his trifocals on first, so you'll have to give him a minute. He's dusting them off. 
<laughs> so well, Ricky doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Link, Link got a little pissy. Um, so the the song that was playing in the beginning part was the theme for Kingdom Hearts three, which then when it, when it go went slower is also the theme for Kingdom Hearts one. So they kind of meshed the two together. Uh, that was uh, uh, that was really uh, that was a good tune though. Uh, I enjoy the music of... Uh, he had um, a Pikachu in the background. Yes, he did. So I was looking at that. I was like, oh, look at that, a Pikachu. I get distracted. But um, my... I mean, I've already told you, my my, my hot for this quarter is going to be, of course, Game of March 3. Um, my, my life is already sucked away with it's going to be Resident Evil 2 for the next, you know, four to six weeks because, you know, in my previous life, I would be able to finish it in a weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to four to six weeks for me. Kingdom Hearts three. Once I'm, I'm gonna. I'm already purchased it. It's already preloaded, but I probably won't play it until after I finish. Because once I start an overarching story, Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, you got to finish. I'm gonna do one, two, Birth by Sleep, Recoded, all all the Kingdom Hearts, even the ones on two point eight as well. So I probably won't get that until May. Yeah, <laughs> get done that until May, and then be playing anthem in the meantime in between yeah, just yeah. to give myself a break it's just you it's you're you're gonna be iron man that's the game you're gonna be iron man it's destiny on iron man i but i i i want to be iron man that's what i'm saying oh i, I wasn't putting it as a bad point that was my positive <laughs> but you know what would be cool give me the voice of jarvis yes in that yeah. uh, like you know and make it Paul go Batman. through my headset well, I don't know, sir. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Give me Paul Bettany's voice, huh? dude. Paul Bettany loved. <laughs> he loved the the first Iron Man and like the, the first Avengers, and then once they, once they made him Vision, he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Now I actually got to be in the movie. <laughs> now I actually have to. <laughs> I have to show up. I have to show facial expressions. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, that was great. It was just like voice acting. You're just tossing it out there, and they're like, yeah, I was in it. I was Jarvis. And now, ah, crap! Now I'm getting a stone pulled from my fucking skull." Which I mean, you know, all that all that CGI, and they just made him gray when he got that stone pulled out. Yeah, yeah. I know. They could have done some, but I mean, that's a small nitpick at that movie. Yeah, yeah. We're... Speaking of, I believe that movie was uh, nominated for Academy Awards. Uh, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Just soundtrack. Black just Panther soundtrack. got got uh... seven. I have all the nominations that it's up for. I took yeah. a. Took a little snap of him. Best director, obviously yes. for uh, he's up uh, for that. Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Uh, Paul Pulaski, Cold War. Oh my God, the favorite. Whoever directed that, Roma, Vice. Best actor in leading role, um, obviously. Uh, best actor actress in leading role. Best supporting actor. Best supporting actress. Best original screenplay. Best uh, adapted screenplay, best film editing, best foreign language film, best f- animated feature is Sp- in, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, like all these all these things, man. It's got seven nominations, and most of them are probably just in- inconsequential. But there's a lot of superhero in the Academy Awards. It's about time. It is, but uh, do you think Black Panther will take home Best Picture? Because for Best Picture, let me pull that back up here. Best Picture, Black Panther is going up against Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, 
Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. So it's, I've it, only it, seen one of them. But it's only uh, it's going to be one of one of two movies, and it's going to either be Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, or Star is Born. But just the fact that Black yeah. Panther it was nominated is it's nice. I think it will take home a couple uh, a couple Academy Awards. I don't think that it'll win Best Picture. I think you're right. It's either Bohemian Rhapsody or Star is Born, because just from what I've heard in the rumor mill. That's those are two. Well, I mean, kudos to Rami Malek for the performance that he did because you know he was Mr. Robot. You know he was, and I heard he did a really good job as Freddie Mercury. And um, and Mr. Robot, the uh, the TV show that he's in, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean I've I've seen him in that. He was also in a game called Until Dawn for the PS4. So that was his performance was exactly exactly what you expect from Rami Malek. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm glad that he's getting recognition. It's about time because he's such an amazing character actor. So, absolutely. Um, Sometimes it just takes one breakout role for you know people to get good shit like that. I hope he keeps getting you know good roles and stuff because he's a good actor. The only thing that's getting um, the only thing with the Bohemian Rhapsody is the whole issue with Brian Singer and yeah. and his sex abuse scandal and shit and what. Who doesn't have one of them nowadays? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a it's a it's a rite of passage. <laughs> when you're in Hollywood, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, the reason why, like, you know, uh, I mean, Kevin Spacey. I mean, oh, all oh. these people fall for grace, man. It's just, it's, it's just. I think story. Hollywood gets to you. I think it's that it's all town. the sun out there. Go yeah, it's heads. the town and the people. I think that gets to the the person once they move out there. Yeah, but some people though. Yeah. But all right, so in it, to that effect, why, if you know that you're going to negotiate a no morality clause in your contract, that should set up a red flag. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. It's like, so you mean to tell me that you can abuse me? You can call me whatever name you fucking want, yeah. and then you can go ahead and try to sleep with people that will say no to you, and you have no repercussions. I mean that's that's Kevin Spacey's contract for House of Cards, but the only reason why he left is because the the creators said, "All right, we'll just end the show. Yeah, we'll just end it." But he was Capex. <laughs> <laughs> he was Capex. You can man. never look at. I'm sorry, but you can never look again at American Beauty the same way. Now no. that all that shit has come out, no, I can't. That really, well, that, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was Lex Luthor. Yeah, he but every, everybody, Luthor. he was good Lex Luthor. But everyone wants to forget. Did that you movie. see who's going to be Lex Luthor in the Arrowverse? No, John Cryer. From oh Blue yeah, yeah, I Men. saw that. I saw that picture. They released a picture of him. The internet obviously up in arms about it. I think John Cryer could be a good choice. No, definitely better than Jesse Eisenberg. Oh hell yeah! After that choice for Lex Luthor, like who? What in? What dirt did he have to get that role? I don't know. Um, it, it, it could have. Been, he, what body did you find, bro? Because he was that never movie, a choice for Lex Luthor. For Batman vs Superman was just a horrible, horrible. Like that was a downgrade for everybody. I mean, like, it was an even downgrade for Affleck. I'm sorry. You know, like, Affleck will always be Affleck, and, uh, you know, and, you know, he will always have his demons. But I guess he was I... so good as the daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> but I mustache you. Um, 
besides. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Um, I mustache you. The uh, the Henry Cavill mustache was obviously like a big faux pas there, but Ben was probably the best part of that movie. That's that's the that's the fucked up part. I loved his take on Batman. He was a good Batman. He was a good Batman. He it just sucks that he's a dick and he doesn't want to do the role anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, they want him to sign. What do you know? A morality clause in his contract. One that he can't fulfill because he's a fucking alcoholic. Yeah. Is that a problem in Hollywood? <laughs> normal? I don't know. Let me open up this thing of white powder. <laughs> I mean, Ben Affleck, man, he got mad at Kevin Smith for telling like personal stories of him. So, because Kevin Smith, he talks about everything. So, they're not friends anymore. Ben kind of just seems like a dick to me. Ben was always a dick. It's just Kevin Kevin was giving him roles. You yeah. know. You don't bite the hand that feeds too much. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know you know, there was that scene when in, in the evening with Kevin Smith, he's like, I think I fuck can do anything. This is like even the shark from Jaws. Yes, the shark from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tusk came out. Yeah. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine got uh he does videos on YouTube. Garrett Faber, you can find him on there. Just search his name. Um, he does video reviews of movies, TV shows, stuff like that. Um, he and I were talking about Kevin Smith. He was like, I pretty much only liked Mallrats. Everything after Mallrats, like Chasing Amy and everything, all that shit sucked. And, I mean, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I like that one. Clerks, too. I'm bringing it back. And then, yeah, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot got greenlit. Um, Saban and Universal Studios are putting out the pick. They got greenlit. Uh, Picture was released of Kevin Smith adorning the infamous Silent Bob costume with the shush motion over his lips and Jason Mewes wearing a quick stop employee uh, shirt with his coveted jacket over the waist right so they're looking like the boys are back i think we're gonna the jane silent bob reboot it starts february 25th they're gonna start shooting so kevin smith has deemed 2019 the year of the reboot so we'll have to see how that goes i would love to be just a fly in the wall to be an extra in that movie oh my god stan i will the whole third act was stan that's what he said on hollywood babylon obviously I I think that means he's not going to be on because he's dead. Yeah, yeah. But R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, but definitely uh, check out my buddy Garrett's videos as well as my buddy Brennan Robinson over at Thunderstone Lab. Uh, their music podcast. They introduce different kinds of music they listen to, as well as talk about a bunch of. Uh, oh, they talk about sex. So, you know, like all guy conversations eventually lead to, definitely check those two guys out. It's uh, definitely nice to put it out there, as well as my buddy Tony, who is over at SpikeTac TV on Twitch. Uh, definitely putting the love out there for everything. If you do like gaming content, Spike, uh, SpikeTac, he goes through, uh, he does like PUBG and all the uh, all right. mainstream games and stuff like that. So it's always nice to put the love all out right. there. All right, so uh, we're, we're about to recap, uh, to put like put a uh, finalized cap on this. But uh, so did you think about that versus question? Yes. So from a pure fanboy standpoint, 
whereas Mass Effect, Bioshock, and Assassin's Creed all have special places in my heart. I got to go with the ultimate what-the-fuck ending. I got to go with... Damn, that's hard, but I, I got to go with Would You Kindly. I'll, I would <laughs> gladly go with Bioshock because the gameplay... It was something new when you got it because you had this weird story. It was a first-person shooter. You had scarce ammo. You had these uh, powers, and it was good gameplay. Left trigger, right trigger, the the, uh, Easter eggs and the 100 percenters were happy. The people who just liked a good story and a good experience like me were extremely pleased with it. Out of the two, Mass Effect 1, if you go back and play it now, is not really, uh, it's not the same. It's definitely not because the same. Because you, you were tainted by the pre, like Mass Effect 2. Because Mass Effect 2 was the gem in the series. Yeah, um, minus the mining uh, of the planets. Oh my god, they, look, nothing can be perfect. Okay, minus <laughs> minus the mining of the planets. Oh my god! I, will... I really don't know why they keep that kind of fucking thing in there. Look, yeah, I get it. I get it. Give me, give me the rover yeah, any man. day. That was the best part about mass. If, a, a combination between those two games, if they made that, absolutely would have been in my top. But Bioshock was perfect. Yeah, I have no complaints about Bioshock. Assassin's Creed, um, the climbing controls. Garbage. Absolute garbage. So I have complaints about the other two. I don't have complaints about Bioshock because Bioshock was just a pleasurable experience. So I'm going to stick stick with that with my winner. Yeah, Bioshock will always – I'm still – I'm doing a – trying to do a 100% playthrough on the hardest difficulty on Bioshock. So yeah, I'm doing that right now. Did you log back into it? I did. I started it. On the easiest difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the two differences. Yeah, the two differences, but on this 4K TV, it probably looked fucking amazing. It looked pretty good sometimes when the. Uh, yeah. Because streaming from the computer upstairs to the uh, Steam box. Yeah, we got the Steam link Steam on the main on the main uh, TV in the in the living room yeah, here. That's why you got That's why you got to do uh, wired connection, man. It's not hard to run the wires. Hardwire, yeah. Well, we'll definitely... Uh, we'll Maybe someday. Yeah, we'll put it on the wish list. Matt Cave, uh, obviously, we'll need some improvements throughout the years. That'll have to happen eventually. I'm a procrastinator. Um, but, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I think we uh, we pretty much covered everything over. Um, everything out news-wise, if you guys uh, hear any stories I miss, comment and let me know down below. If you have any ideas for verses or different kind of topical discussions, let us know. Oh, um, I got another spam caller. He, uh, you know, same same thing. You know, I kept him on the phone, and he realized that I was just keeping him on the phone. And it, it was another, uh, you know, um, I will find you and... And uh, it was kind of like, you know, an Indian version of Liam Neeson. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you are. Uh, I have a, a particular set of are. skills. But it was more like, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I do not know who you are, but I have a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I have a coupon from a different serial killer. He is offering 15% off. Would you be able to honor that? I was... <laughs> And I was just like, all right, thank you. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So, I mean, uh, it's uh, I ignore all those calls. I haven't. I, I enjoy it because if yeah. I keep them on there for any length of time, I get the the sated pleasure of knowing that they are not taking advantage of an old person. <laughs> Maybe like, you'd have more time in your day if you didn't fuck with these spam callers. But you should record them. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Start off with, hello, this call may be recorded or monitored. They always tell you that. Like, this call may be recorded or monitored. Guess what? Me too, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag me too. You're going on my podcast network. (laughs) What's your name, Bob? Okay, Bob. What's your last name? Something that you cannot pronounce with the letter Q. (laughs) R-A-Y-J-Q- I L V X D. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like because nobody would notice their names. Like, oh, Gumpilla, nice to meet you. Would you like some of my fruit? My friend doesn't <laughs> like you. I don't like you either. I will not do that for 48 Flupnar. I will only do it for 40, 49. <laughs> That's where they went. That's exactly where they went. You got to blend in with the crowd, man. Should have went for the head. <laughs> <laughs> As always, thank you for watching, Bob. <laughs> thank you, Bob. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We got the new setup. Hope you guys like the audio. We got the mics in here. We are uh, recording. Old man's going to throw it up there. And uh, the, the the podcast, he's, he's not sick anymore, so he, he shouldn't be throwing up. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. And uh, as always... If uh, if you got heavy uh, any content or if you want to actually do a podcast yourself, just reach out to us on the Projangers and Wallhangers Facebook page. We can facilitate that for you. Uh, and to any businesses that want some Delco, Delaware County love uh, from uh, from us, we'll do it for free because we're all about um, you know uh, quid pro quo. Well, lifting a li- lifting. <laughs> That that can go way too many ways, but we're all about lifting businesses up and giving them free, uh, free advertising. Advertising, right? Advertising. That's what a- advertising, not happy endings. <laughs> right, right. Different you know, um, um, this year I will be forty. Ugh. Forty. You're just you're. I'm right. I'm already past legally old. Yeah, I know. I know you got three years till you're legally old, because then you can legally date oh, yeah, someone half your age. Old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thirty six is the legally old point. Next year is forty for me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, thirty six legally old legally dates someone half your age. Okay, that's the rule. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Apparently, that's the rule. That's what we're going with. Uh, we'll we'll well we'll cut it off here because we'll. Keep talking, but uh, we'll see you next week, boys and girls. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, as always, don't forget to tip your hookers 18%. 20 if you're here. Have a good day. <laughs>